Texas Toast podcast is brought to you commercial free thanks to TSC Entertainment. I call him the ride. Go ahead, put it on real tight. Hope you brought your best tonight. They say they got the fireworks, yeah, they say they got the show. Here around the shoots, you're the best, so let's go. This is Texas Toast, a production of TSC Entertainment. I'm your host, Miss Helen. Kick back and enjoy as we toast the best from Texas. everyone. Welcome to Texas Toast. I'm Miss Helen. And this week we're bringing you a really special guest that I can't wait to dig in because she's done so many things. Her voice is powerful. Her talent is amazing. And so everyone, we're so happy to welcome Suzanne Santo to the Texas Toast podcast. Hello and welcome and welcome to Texas. Thank you, Helen. (laughs) Yeah, it just feels right on the nose. (laughs) Yeah. So the first thing we're going to do is just kind of do like a little icebreaker just to kind of loosen things up a little bit. Oh boy. So I have some little quick questions to ask you. And like, as a musician, this is probably like the dumbest thing I could ask, but morning or night person? Morning. Beach or mountains? Oh man. Can it be mountains at the beach? (laughs) I like that. We're going to, we're going to go with that. Pickup truck or sports car? Pickup truck. Okay. And if you could have an endless supply of any food, what would you choose? (gasps) Oh crap. Um, Oh, this is hard. Okay. Okay. Mm. It is hard. Mashed potatoes. Does this have to be like one thing or can it be like a meal? Well, mashed potatoes. What else would you have with your mashed potatoes? Um, you know, uh, delicious rotisserie chicken. I'm simple like that. Uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> and I have some gluten intolerances, so I can't say pasta or pizza like I used to. <laughs> right? I've learned a thing or two. <laughs> and if you were an animal, what would you be and why? Oh, I would be uh, a hawk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, red tail hawk. See, I'm real close to you because I would be a duck because you get the oh. best of both words. You get to fly and then dive in and go into the water. <laughs> okay, and we do have a question that came in on Twitter from Lily Skisser on Twitter. She wants to know when Suzanne will start touring again and when she can count on her coming back to Europe. And she oh. also wants to know what your favorite flower is. Oh, my God, that's so sweet. Um, well, thanks for the support. I uh, don't know when I'm going to make it back to Europe all things considered, but hopefully sooner than later, I'm doing some light touring here in the States in the fall that I'm really excited about. Got some dates with this artist, Jade Bird, and I've known Jade a long time and, um, yeah, just kind of popping around doing some fun stuff. But, uh, my favorite flower as of late has been, uh, lilies and they're just, well, one, they're so fragrant. And they last a while if you clip them. And it just makes me feel like my house is a spa. So whenever I pick up some lilies, you really get a bang for your buck too, because they last a while. (laughs) So that's my favorite flower. And they're so pretty. They're so pretty. Yes. So you have quite a story. Um, Of course, you were one half of the duo Honey Honey. Mm -hmm. You've been a model. You've been an actress. So let's (laughs) kind of talk about all this stuff you've done all over the world. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've lived, I feel like I've lived a lot of lives in one life and, uh, you know, I always want more, but if it, you know, ended here, I'd be really grateful for what I have. So, 
but yeah, I um, have always been in the performing elements of arts, like doing musical theater as a kid and stuff like that and picking up instruments um, in school and learning the violin. And, you know, um, I got into acting when I was in New York City and I, I studied with some great teachers and it turned out I had a knack for it. And, um, but, you know, it's a different game. It's a really, um, you know, I didn't have, well, I did for a while have the stomach for it, but then when music just kept calling and I, and I kept answering and it was very clear that there was something there that I needed to address and pay attention to, um, just for my, you know, like my purpose, I guess, uh, acting seemed a little less pertinent. Uh, and I still love it whenever I get the chance to, uh, be a part of any kind of production or I'm thrilled, but the, uh, the brutal, cycle of auditioning and all that like that's long gone <laughs> yes yeah yes much more much more peaceful and soulful with music sure and I get to create my own stuff you know it's a little right. different when you're acting but uh it was a really in my <clears throat> I think I was 19 or 20 when it was like hitting me upside the head that like music music is you know what I should be focusing on. So and you've really been in the music business a long time and you've uh, currently you've, you just kind of pulled up anchor and went to Austin. I did. Yeah. That's another weird one. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure who God is spiritually. I, I have a lot of ideas and a lot of uh, questions, but I know there's something and whatever it was, was just, shoving me out the door to come to Austin and all these, I had no intention of moving to Texas. And then all these things started lining up. And I I was like, I think I'm supposed to go to Texas. <laughs> and I made a decision really quickly. And, and then um, I didn't even have to look for a house. Like a friend of a friend was moving out of this house and I just got it before I even saw it. I, I signed a lease and turned out to be um, a place I've always wanted to live. Like I could never afford to live like, like this in LA. So I have this little three bedroom house that's, that's mine. And, you know, it's me and my kitties and it's just like a dream to me. I love it. So I, I, I don't know why I moved to Texas, but I know this is where I'm supposed to be. And it's just been like unfolding in this way that, uh, I didn't know that life could be like that. I didn't know it could be, uh, this nice. <laughs> Had you been around the Austin music scene before, before you, you know, made that like move? briefly in the like touring and festival sense, but the everyday, like just the regular, regular music that's being played any given night of the week. Um, and, and it's very different from Nashville in, in my opinion, in that, um, it's just like, you have all these stalwarts, you have local musicians that are so good that I am thrilled to go see them anytime I can get out. Um, and it's, it's very communal community driven. And, you know, I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of space in Los Angeles and not necessarily the, um, I don't want to say the right attitude cause I don't want to poo poo LA, but it's it just, I've never seen this much camaraderie. Um, a little bit in Nashville for sure, but just the way that folks show up for each other and want to, want to, you know, collaborate. And it's just, 
it's great. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. <laughs> and that's why I have such a passion for our Texas music artists and Texas music and have for so many years since back in the mid to late nineties, because you're going to find it is a very supportive community, mm-hmm. lots of cooperation and so much talent. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you're going yeah. to fit right in. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, let's talk about, you have a new upcoming album release. Yard Cell mm-hmm. is your sophomore solo album, follows the release of your 2017 debut, which was Ruby Red. There's something that I really like that I have in the notes here um, <laughs> describing your album Yard Cell. It's both a nod to your Midwest upbringing in the Rust Belt, and this is my favorite part, as well as the life purge that you went through to make this album. Life purge just hit me. It's mm. like, I love that terminology. <laughs> Sometimes we have to have a life purge. Well, you, you kind of can get stuck on a loop sometimes and you don't realize you're on the loop until you realize it. And there's uh, clutter and, yes, you know, I'm not a hoarder. <laughs> so I, I find that great relief from, you know, lightening my load. And when I need to, even like just on the, on the physical front of my home and just things I don't need that are, are piling up, you know, I feel like that emotionally too. And, um, I'm a, I'm, I'm grateful to have that kind of self-awareness and, you know, hell of a therapist to, to <laughs> find those, those things and name them and then know where to put them or drop them off, you know? So tell us about the making of the album Yard Cell, because I know you were in different places writing songs yeah. on a bus or you were overseas. So mm-hmm. how many years or how long did it take to put this project together? I mean, it's pretty nuts because I had fully intended on releasing it last year and then COVID hit. And as it turned out, there were more songs that needed to be added and some songs that needed to be taken out. So there was a, you know, a silver lining in that for me. And I, um, I did, I started writing it when I was on tour playing with Hosier and it was a world tour that was just like nonstop. I, I played with him for nearly a year and I'd been home for 50 days that, that whole time mm-hmm. At, mm-hmm. at my own home. So it was a lot of movement. And I realized that, um, you know, whereas I might've been precious with writing in the past where it's like, I need to be alone in my house and no one's around. And, you know, I had to just get thicker skin with it and, and make music in all these different places where uh, I really appreciated the exercise, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't know. I realized I was capable of more than I, I had in my limited thinking of how I do things. So, uh, you know, the fact that it's coming out next month is like kind of blowing my mind because it's just taken so long. And cause I start like, I mean, I had a finished version in 2019, um, in the, in the late summer. And then, um, you know, I'm just going with the flow of the world here, but I, I am so excited to put this thing out, but it, it, I'm also, I've been with it for so long that I'm ha- I have a hard time seeing it. So I, I have no idea what's going to happen. I know it's beautiful music and I'm really proud of it. And I hope mm-hmm. that people embrace it and enjoy it. But like, I, I honestly have no idea <laughs> like what to expect. <laughs> well, just the tracks that I listen to, I think lyrically, it does make you step back and kind of examine things. And I like how mm. in a broad sense, you want people to find their own meaning in the songs. And I did. 
I mean, mm, and I think I could see there's Thank different you. meanings. Like when I went and listened, um, Save for Love, it's, mm-hmm. and you have such a pure sound and everything's so soulful. So maybe let's talk about Save for Love a little bit. Sure. Thank you for saying that. I, that means a lot to me. I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to talk about music and, and my, my songs without feeling like I'm being invasive for the listener because, you know, I want you to have your relationship with it just like I do with the music that I like to listen to. And sometimes when the artist is like, well, this is when I was going through a breakup and then you're going to think about, you know, but I try to get like a blanket, you know, statement. So I just keep it, keep it fresh for everybody. (laughs) Yes. And I I read through that as I was listening to your music and, and like I said, so many different ways you can take it and it's like it's got individuality for each person light that pipe make it burn red make it his like the storm that hits your window fill up those lungs honey it won't be long before the moment's gone and you're dealing with your sorrow take what you can get So you got Common Sense on there and Bad Beast, which are awesome as well. Thank you. Well, that's one of the reasons why I called it Yard Sale is because I feel like there's something for everybody on this record. And uh, it really is a hodgepodge of emotions. And much like you would go to a yard sale, and there's just like this menagerie and variety of things, you know, from, uh, you know, a cat tree to a tennis ball to a blender. And you're like, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> I didn't know I needed that tennis ball, but I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the great thing is, it you know, all the roads with this have led you to Austin as you shared the story, how everything mm-hmm. opened up for you. And you're having your album release at a very heritage place right there. It, I, know. I think that's awesome. Thank you. You know, I'm equally as excited as I am nervous because I feel like I have to sell it out. And I hope I do because I want to just honor the venue and this music, but I mean, I, I went, I was there, well, I played at the old Antones a couple years, like years ago, actually. And, um, I was sandwiched between Nora Jones and the punch brothers. And it might've been one of the more nerve wracking shows in my life. Cause I was playing the banjo. Um, and Noam Pekelny was playing, he's in the punch brothers, like one of the best banjo players on the planet. And I just felt like such an idiot, <laughs> like, no. like sharing a stage next to that guy. But, um, the new Antones, I, when I visited here in December of last year, just to visit, cause I, I wanted to see some friends. Uh, I, I hit up Gary Clark and he asked me if I wanted to sit in on the set. So that was my first time at Antones. And also it was my first time singing in front of people all year. I sang one song, uh, fall for that, that I, I that he played guitar on, on, on my record. 
And I like nearly passed out afterwards. It was just so <laughs> overwhelming to be up there. And, you know, there's a lot of people in the room and I hadn't seen a lot of people all year. Uh, so Antone's has a, a special place in, in my heart. It's, it's, I'm honored to have my record release there. Oh, I think that's just, just <laughs> the story with you coming from LA and all the things you've done with your career. And it, you just, you're just going to fit in so good. Thank you, Helen. So have you been playing around in Texas a little or yeah. doing some shows? Yeah, it's a really funny thing. You know, I, the last time I made a major move, I was 19 and I moved from New York City to LA. I, I did a brief year and a half in Nashville in the, you know, 20, 2010s. Uh, and that never felt like a huge move because I knew so many people there. But uh, when I moved to LA when I was 19, I knew not a one. And it took me like two years to have great friendships and like find my people. And, and it's a tough town for that. You know, it's very mm-hmm. um, tense and desperate. <laughs> and there's a lot of energy there. And so I had set myself up to be lonely for a while when I moved to Austin because you know, the only people I know were like Joe Rogan and Gary Clark Jr. And I wasn't going to like get clingy with them, you know, (laughs) try to to hang out all the time. So I just was like, all right, Suze, get ready. You know, you're going to, you're really going to go in, you're going to read, you're going to exercise. And I couldn't have been more wrong. I mean, like I, uh, my friend Zapata, Eric Zapata, who plays guitar with Gary Clark, he's just a wonderful person. I mean, my first week here, he was like, Suze, I got to take you to this show. You got to meet so-and-so and mm-hmm. so-and-so. And it was just like one after the next. I mean, the first show my friend took me to at Lambert's, um, they were doing this like singer songwriter night and the host, this local musician, Jason Blum was like, Oh, you, you're a musician. You want to come up and sing a song? And I was like, yeah. And, you know, and then I sang a song and then they offered me a gig for the you know coming weeks. And it's just like, I kept playing. And I, I mean, going from, a complete lockdown to just walking into town and making friends and playing music was like to say I was shocked is an understatement. Like I kept being like, is this real? This is real. This is real. (laughs) It is for real. It is reality in Austin, Texas. I know. I just feel so lucky. I feel so lucky to be here. And we, yeah, and we have so many great music cities mm-hmm. in, in Texas. Well, I am just so excited for you Thank and you're you. just such a, just sunshine, breath oh, of fresh air. Thank you. And looking forward to see how everything evolves, which I'm sure will be awesome. I'm sure I'm going to be seeing your name everywhere. So thank you so much for taking the time. Oh my God, like, thanks for having me. I just can't wait to meet you. I just feel like i got a new friend. Oh my God, <laughs> you do. Come to the record release. I would love to. Yeah, August 26th. So, <laughs> yes, that would be awesome. Well, I guess um, anything else you want to cover or say while before I let you go? Well, I said I was going to. Oh, ta- look at the cat. What's your cat's name? Bootsy Collins. I see she's, the Bootsy. She's a little, she's got little boots. Um, yes. She's, I got her and her um, adopted sister at the top of 2020. And uh, I had no idea we were headed for a lockdown. I just knew I wanted um, some animals to love. And it was a lot of pressure to think about getting dogs or a dog. Cause I love all animals, but, um, I just got a bunch of hair in my nose. <laughs> um, <laughs> at the time I was in LA and I would take these yoga classes and on the way to the yoga oh, class, there I was, uh, I know me too. It's really good for you. Yes. Uh, there was a, a vet and they had 
adopted kittens in the window and I would always walk and kind of look at them. And then one day I started going in just to play with them, you know, totally innocuous, like, oh, I'm just going to play in them and leave. And then I started doing it a lot. And then at one point I was like, I think I got to take these two home with me. And I put in the adoption papers and the people at the front desk were like, we were wondering when you were going to do that. I mean, you just keep coming in here. You might as well (laughs) take some home with you. And they're just these great little buddies. I I got two really good ones. They travel well, you know, like if I need to go somewhere, they're like cool as a cucumber. So yeah, I, that was a great parting, uh, goodbyes. Bootsy wanted to come say hi. Oh, love it. Bootsy, so cute. Well, thank you for sharing your thank kitty you. cats. Well, your babies, actually. All right, before we go, now I'm, you're probably like, gosh, is she going to ask me another question? No, it's fine. I'm not doing anything. We always ask this on the Texas Toast podcast. If you were a cocktail, what would you be? Oh, an old-fashioned. <laughs> old-fashioned. I can see that. Yeah. All right. Well, Suzanne, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Helen. It's been such a pleasure and Likewise. a joy visiting with you. Oh, my God. Will you take care? All right. Hang in there, and we'll be following you. Thank okay. you. Well, there you have it. Another great episode of Texas Toast. If you've made it this far, just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been listening and spreading the word about us. If you'd like to support the show, whether it be through sponsorship or by subscribing on YouTube or by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. Anything and everything helps. We're just getting this thing rolling with no end in sight and have some incredible interviews lined up for all of you. So please help us get the word out. We'll see you next time on Texas Toast. From as she left, I dare to say well, You can go to hell Hell, I'll go to Texas I've had my fill of every place but home Well, take away these city lights Put me on a one-way flight I'm leaving out of here tonight Just consider me Southern draw, my swagger on my sway. Yeah, these old boots, all this cowboy.